Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, the show that's as fast and furious as Rafael Leal running at a Verona defender. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, the man who's written almost as many words about Italian football as Serie A has seen dodgy penalties. I'm joined once again by my cousin, the doom merchant of Venice. Marco, have you recovered from this afternoon? It was uh, certainly one of the more exciting games we've been involved in this season. And for once, it went our way. So yeah, it was... uh, Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it was, I feel, just a little little bit too late for us in the end but it was enjoyable nonetheless yeah yeah no uh, we'll, we'll kick off because folk know by now we record on sunday sort of hot off the press after the sunday night game and what a cracking game it was again um, milan under pressure goal behind at verona they've got history at bad history at verona and they roared they roared back to win um, what did you what did you think of that performance marco in the game overall yeah, I thought it was. They have become a very resilient team, Milan, over the course of the season. I feel, and that's their biggest asset, as alongside, I have to say, Rafael Leao, who's it's just grown throughout the season, and he's a real, you know, I think he's a world class player. That that first goal, he had no right really to get into the box and set up something because it was, you know, it was a fairly difficult ball to control way out on the wing and he just ran past the defender like he wasn't there and then it was a nice finish from Tonali as well as he was falling over <laughs> um, so yeah the, the the momentum I suppose seems to be with them, they seem to have the real belief that they can do this and because they only need four points, we said last week that this was the banana skin, the biggest banana skin for them I think and I still feel that so although Inter I, themselves came back from from behind. I, I think Milan definitely have to be favourites at this stage. And do you, do you buy into the? There's a sort of school of thought that Ibrahimovic, even though he's not playing very much, sort of terrifies them from the bench. <laughs> that you know, you see his eyes looking at you. Think, dear God, I'd better, I'd better play well. Or you know, but that, perhaps not that. But you know, his his winning mentality has he transferred yeah, a bit of that onto the I, team. I think. I think. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Like he's he, Milan have quite a lot of young players, and he's definitely a man that could uh, scare them or inspire them into into believing that they could do this. And you know, if there's one man that believes in himself, it's Slatan. So uh, you know, if he can even transfer a bit of that into the squad, as he seems to have done, then then it's going to help them help them down the the road to victory, I think. And what about Tonali? I mean, he popped up with two nice goals there. I mean, I know you three really. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. I mean, you you've been a bit of a a bit of a doubter, I think, at, at national team level, maybe. But I mean, do you think it seems to me he's maturing into quite a good player? Not not the you know the the Pirlo thing was always a nonsense, um, but you know a different type of enterprise and mm. kind of aggressive quality midfielder that Italy might might need in the years to come no definitely like I, you're right I was a doubter although more I would say last season and and when he was sort of being talked as the new Pirlo when he was in Serie B and stuff like that but this season every time I've watched him he's looked like a, a good player um, and it, again along with the whole team he seems to have grown in self-belief and you know, he now is scoring goals. Uh, I think he could be a, a vital player for Italy in the in the very near future. Definitely, he's going to definitely be part of 
Mancini's reconstruction, I would have thought. Absolutely. Anyway, enough of this um, top of the table chat. People don't listen to this podcast for, for that kind of thing. Let's get to the, the Pierluigi Penzo where they, they partied like it was 1949, I believe, because <laughs> I think that was the last time that Venezia had recorded this result over Bologna. I mean, uh, uh, Marco, I mean, we remember we only have 20 minutes or so to talk about it, but I mean, take us through what, what happened at the Penso this afternoon. Well, uh, yeah, just as sort of incredible, especially when you look at, you know, it's all the more incredible if you look at the, the form that we've been in since Christmas. But um, we took the lead with, a, you know, a good, it was a direct, direct way of playing football, but, a, you know, it was a good ball from your favourite goalie, Mayimpa, and then Henri finished well uh, and then got a clear penalty, which for some reason Bologna decided to try and argue about, even though it was the clearest penalty in the world uh, when Haps was brought down. And uh, Keane even did his best to miss that, but managed to put away the rebound. And at 2-0, most teams would think, we're actually going to win today. But no Venezia fan that I know thought that because... We've been in a position like this before, of course, against Verona. We were 3-0 up and, and capitulated. And sure enough, it looked exactly like that was going to happen again. Bologna go 3-2 up. Um, I yeah, I admit to tweeting at that stage like this team is psychologically broken. And, I, you know, I think they just they expected to concede goals. They, they did look know. that way, Marco. I have to mm-hmm. say they looked like a team. There was a moment where... Your your captain sort of gave up on the ball yeah. to run back, and I thought this is a team that's just resigned to its fate. You know, they're they they've booked their their ticket to Serie B, but no, there was a there was a twist in store. There was there was the dodgy penalty of the week in our favour for once. <laughs> Incredible! I, I've moaned about referees a lot this season, and uh, I must thank uh, the ref. I can't remember who it was today, but uh, because we got. What looked to me to be a fairly weak penalty, I have to say, I, it was difficult to tell. I don't know what you I thought did, on did, the replays. There was but, a there was a contact there, yeah. but the trouble was that he fell down significantly after <laughs> yeah, the contact, exactly, yeah. which does make you suspicious that it wasn't enough of a contact to bring him down. But then, you know, this is the funny thing with with VAR is that you know then they go back and obviously if you can see some contact, any contact, if you've given it, it's not a sort of clear and obvious yeah. error, and so it ends up sure enough it was it was confirmed. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't have given it on first glance, but as I say, there was no way to to go back, and you know, I, I would mm-hmm. I was surprised that Aramu, the man that won it, was. On the bench at the start, anyway. Um, but but sure enough, he he stepped up and you know tucked away the penalty, and suddenly it was suddenly it was game on. And all that that despair that there seemed to be throughout the team, um, you know, suddenly vanished, and they had they had conviction again. And then, I mean, the most unlikely yeah, um, hero, say, yeah. the most unlikely hero stepped up at the end. Um, yeah, Dennis Johnson, who is a man that. Um, you know, I've always wanted him to do well. He's, he tries hard every week and he's a man, he's a player that you think has potential but has never looked close to fulfilling that potential. But we saw a spark of what it might do today when he finished it beautifully, actually. The, you know, curling it past into the into the corner um, in the 
third minute or something. It was, for once, it was us with the late goal to win the game. So uh, it keep it kept our hopes alive, and even more so uh, when the Salernitana Cagliari game happened. He's... Because if Salernitana had won that game. We were down anyway, no matter what happened. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to get to that. I mean, the last, I only wanted to give you an interesting factoid mm-hmm. from your game there that, um, it might, as you rightly say, my favourite goalkeeper, man, pa, um, he, he leapt up to sixth place in your, um, top assist givers of the season. <laughs> and he's actually now on level terms with the uh, nanny in terms of the number <laughs> yeah. of goals he's set That's up this figures, season. Yeah. So his contribution to Venezia's attack has been as great as the former Manchester United <laughs> winger. So there you go. I thought you'd appreciate that. But uh, as you said, yeah, I mean, that was part of the deal to prolong your torture. And, but the second part really looked even less likely, or at least for a, for a spell, because um, Salernitana playing at home again in front of their, their very, their very, um, vocal crowd looked like they were, they were going to get the win. Had, had their softish penalty as well, you'd yeah. have to say, you know, another one that, you know, I don't know that I would have given it on, on first look, but you know, there was contact, VR confirmed it. And, and it looked like everything was done and dusted. And indeed, until the ninety ninth minute of of play, that when when yeah. when when you know, I mean, what would what would your feelings obviously in the ninety ninth minute? Because there were a lot of interruptions in the game, Frank Ribery sent off. There was a lot mm. of stramash after, and then another um, decision that went yeah. to VAR to be worked. So the game was prolonged for for an eternity, and then in the ninety ninth minute, the big header from um, Giorgio Altari, and and there you go, one one, and Venezia are safe. I mean, did you feel overjoyed at that moment, Marco? No, part of me was crushed that I still have this hope <laughs> hanging over me. Um, no, it, it, today as a whole, it was hugely frustrating. I found it because if we had even because we've not discussed obviously the game Salernitana Venezia game that was the catch up game, the famous game that never was going to happen, finally happened, and Salernitana won that two one. And you know, I didn't think we were massively outplayed in that game, but we just can't score goals until today. But if you know, if we'd had a bit of that fight against them if we had held on for even a point then we would really be in the in the in with a chance of at least taking this to the final day as it is mathematically we still can but looking at the opposition and everything that needs to go away if if we do stay up that really will be a miracle, and I'll let you call that a miracle. Yeah, I was like the Salernitana one. I was going to say that would be a fairy tale and a miracle all yeah. rolled into one. Yeah, that would exactly. that would absolutely that would absolutely be that. So it's it's prolonged your agony anyway. As yeah. I say, you know, I just tweeted out earlier that this is if it, if it was a a box set this Serie A season, you would binge watch it because you just can't take your eyes off the the top of the table. Twists and turns at the bottom of the mm-hmm. table, the the same thing. Last gasp goals, um, you know, comeback victories, and in the the, the battle for Europe as well, which we'll maybe get a, 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 mm-hmm. a mention of a mention of later. But you know, it certainly has had twists and twists and turns, and you know that that started off really the the whole weekend started off with two games that were that were turned on their head. First, we had um, Inter, who yep. you know looked it looked like. Fatal Empoli, which doesn't really trip off the tongue, but I mean they they started absolutely 
terribly in in that game and, and were two goals two goals behind one from their lucky not to be three actually, yeah because uh, they disallowed a goal that didn't look that offside to me but yeah yeah no they, but then you know they came they came roaring back to kind of set things up and and over as we've said Milan Milan did the business but you know the, the Inter seem seem to have got over their well I don't know have they got over their blip maybe that's the that's the question was that a sign that they're over their over their blip can they can they take this title certainly Martinez seems to be back on form I mean I thought he took both of his goals you know brilliantly it's that sort of finish when you see a player doing that that is just a mark of a world class he didn't even seem to swing at the second one very much but you know there was no doubt he was going in the first one he directed beautifully into the corner as well Um, yeah they seem to they seem to have that belief again now that they want to fight for it but I just think it might be too late although that said, they've got the easier running, so you never know. You never know. No, it does. You see, I, they, they've just handed the initiative to Milan. Milan, mm-hmm. Milan seem to have that conviction now that's going to be hard to hard to shake, and a great a great team spirit about them as well. That you know maybe we'll just see them see them over the finishing line, and then also you know another comeback um, that had a say possibly at the bottom of the table was. Possibly the the coupon buster of the weekend when when Juventus threw away a a one 0 win to to lose to to Genoa. I mean, I don't know what your feeling was a, a, about it, but it, it looked almost as if Juventus were tripping over themselves to hand the game to to the Rosso yeah. Blue at the end. I mean, what what did you feel? Yeah, it was it was an odd it was an odd game and. I think it's, it, it was more, I suppose, like an old-style Italian Serie A game where you, what do you have to play for anymore? Nothing. They're in the Champions League. Um, and Genoa had something to fight for. And it, it seemed that the players just sort of stopped trying very hard for Juve. And Genoa kept pushing and then, of course, got, got the penalty at the end. And, I, I, you know, I've not, I'm no big fan of Genoa's football this season. But it was... You know, I always like a redemption story, and it was nice to see Cristo uh, score the score the penalty in the last minute after what happened in the derby last week. That said, obviously, I still hope they get relegated and we stay up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's the spirit. That's the spirit. I mean, yeah, yeah. You've you've certainly seemed to have. I mean, gone on holiday a bit early. I mean, Moshi Keen had a, a glorious yeah. chance to to put put the game to bed really, and. and fluffed it and then they went up the other end and yeah I, I mean another kind of softish pain away you'd have to say but to, he tucked it away nicely this time and you're right it was a it was a nice story to see um to see that happen for him I think so and but it, it does it keeps it open I mean these these teams at the bottom are all you know the, even Samp and Spezia are pretty they've been pretty wolf I know they're out of sight for um, yeah. for Venezia but you know they could still get dragged into it so it's it's made for a it's made for a thrilling chase and the the last thing I was going to mention is it was obviously with um, Lazio and Atalanta getting wins it's heaped a lot of pressure on the the, the Monday night game sees Fiorentina play Roma in a game that suddenly from looking like they were on easy street, really, the viola a bit in Venetian style have managed to shoot themselves in the foot over the last yeah. few games. They've just they've stopped winning, and you know uh, Roma 
I don't know if their aisles will be on Europe, but certainly, you know, they've they've done really well to get to their European final. And it, it looks like, you know, from a moment where Fiorentina just needed really maybe a win out of two games against Udinese and Salernitana, they came away with nothing and suddenly they could be overtaken by, well, they have been overtaken by Atalanta and, mm-hmm. and Lazio are stretching clear. So it's a, it's a big, big game for, for Fiorentina on Monday night. No, it definitely is. Um, and it'll, yeah, and a big game for Roma, I suppose, as well, in a way. But the, the, what I'd really like to happen in that game is if you could injure all of Roma's players or get them sent off, that would be very helpful for next week's game. <laughs> of course, yeah. Don't don't worry. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're having to play a few. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure if you have a word maybe with the Torreira, he could probably <laughs> yeah. put himself about a bit. Or Big Igor at the back as well. I think he could certainly. He... Although from, I wonder from my own selfish Venezia point of view, do I want, and I, I'm sorry to say this, but would it be better for me if Roma won? And then they concentrate on the Conference League final and rest all their players against us. It might be. Yeah, that's possibly true. Actually, <laughs> now that you're double, you're double thinking that that's true. And I mean, and the thing is, though, of course, that I mean, unfortunately, the way the fixtures pan out, is it possible that you might be relegated anyway by the time that game rolls around? Is the order of games again? Yeah, because uh, that, yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording, but it is odd that. Previously, Serie A always used to have these last few rounds played at the same time so that no team could have an advantage and there could be no um, agreements or anything made to, to, to influence the table. Um, and now Salernitana play Empoli, I think, early on the Saturday and we play Roma in the evening. So if Salernitana win that, we're we're done for. Whereas if the games were all kicking off at the same time, if we somehow took the lead against Roma, that might filter through to Salernitana, might make them nervous. You know, it, it definitely, I think, makes puts a different complexion on the pressure that you're under. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is an odd one because, I mean, you used to be so obsessed about this. I mean, yeah. I, I can remember an end of season where, you know, everything had to... And I don't think it was the final round of games. I think it was even... It was maybe the penultimate round of games where, the, you know, they, they would make... I think for the last four rounds, they would make them mm-hmm. all kick off at the same time. And I'm sure it was in Naples where they went round and somebody mysteriously pulled out all the corner flags. So yes, so they right. so they had a time delay. Yeah. So it was just enough for their, their game. They would know the result they needed at the end. So, I mean, if you think of how devious Italy is to go to those lengths to have a fraction of a minute or whatever advantage over your opponent. It is curious that now they've decided to go to this. I say, I mean, most major leagues do to, I think we know why it's television. So yeah. we have wall-to-wall fixtures yeah. in these final games. But, you know, none, nonetheless, it, it does give a... I don't know who it gives the advantage to. I mean, it, it, I suppose it does depend. You still have to get the results, but it is a bit of a shame that this showdown that we've been talking up mm-hmm. could be a bit of a damp squib if 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 you know if results go that way. Yeah. Whereas you know to have at least an hour and a half of excitement on on a Saturday or a Sunday whenever the games are played would be would be a better thing, I think. But as I say, I guess television 
uh, will not bow to to the likes of the humble football fan. It's it's given up on doing that quite a long time ago. So all we can hope for is that, as you say, that <laughs> the mysterious sequence of events that Venezia need um, plays out so that you've yeah, at least... Well, if the, if the footballing gods are with us like they have been to this weekend, then, you know, it would be nice to go into that game against Cagliari and still have a chance. That that would be nice. If Dennis, no menace, can score a goal, then I, <laughs> exactly. think, there's, I think there's hope there's hope for us all. Anyway, on 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 that note, um, just the usual the usual plea always to if you do like this or even if you don't like it, <laughs> share it with your share it with your friends, your enemies, and anyone you meet up the street. And uh, you know, tune in next week when we'll no doubt have another pulsating round of fixtures to talk about. See you then.